Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your wildest dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. Uh, joining me this time, we have Taylor Davis. Hello. And Griffin Toplitsky. Check out Killed to Death on the Sonar Network. Okay, wow. wait for the plugs at wow. the end there, Griffin. Oh, uh, I'm going to be hitting that <laughs> a lot. Okay. All right, then. And the movie we're breaking down this time is Aladdin, the 1992 animated version, not the live action remake. I haven't gotten around to oh. it. Oh, now I, well, okay. mis- no! I was misinformed. No! Well, let's just go with that then. So what is your experience with this film? Have you seen the remake? Is it any good? Uh, or have you only seen the animated one? And, uh, you know, is it like one of your favorites? Have you never seen it? Where are we, where are we at? Uh, okay. Well, I'll say like, I've watched all the remakes of Disney. Like I'm a big Disney fan. Uh, and so I've watched all the remakes and I always watch them really excited. And the only thing that I ever come out of those viewings is, now I want to watch the original again is always my take because it's always these like wonderful tributes, but never reaches the same intensity or like the same, you know, fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's scarier because it's real animals. Did you? I would say Jungle Book's Shere Khan is legitimately very scary. Uh, it's way more scary because Shere Khan in the cartoon is very like classy and just like a gentleman. And he's walking around like, I'm oh, just show me where the boy is so I can rip his throat out. Whereas like, in the live action, like he's like very murdering, like he kills a killer, like what else? Hey, don't spoiler alert. Real snakes are spooky. Like that's just unavoidable. <laughs> we find snakes spooky. That's a thing. Okay, so but you've yeah, seen he, you've seen them all, and they all just they don't have that same. They, they don't have the same the magic animated I original. Say. I mean, you can get away with so much with animation. So my my, I mean, Aladdin came out in nineteen ninety two. Yes. So I was seven uh, when that happened. So I went. I was from theaters, and I saw that. And like I remember. The only memory I have from the theaters was, do you know at the very end when the moon turns into a la- or to the genie and he's sure. just laughing and then he goes, made you look and then pulls the screen down and then it becomes the credits. I thought that was the okay. funniest joke as a seven year old. I was like, <laughs> so good. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, that's so funny. Like, he's so funny. And yet they didn't do that again in the live action one. I actually one. don't There's remember no... if they did something funky at the end. <laughs> Will Smith actually guess, moons the audience. <laughs> oh yeah, he just drops trow. Yeah, shows it to everyone. I mean, I yeah, do, Wag- do you th- waggles his butt around a bit. <laughs> do you concede that it might just be nostalgia for those younger days and your youth, or do you think it's for sure something in the production itself, Taylor? Um, here's the thing: Disney likes money. This is a very, very easy way to make money. You just remake things you've mm-hmm, already done. Mm-hmm. It's super, and it's super easy. So, like, I think. Disney. Oh yeah, Disney's never been um, known for its originality. All of their stories are stolen from something, and now they just steal them from themselves again. Well, Griffin, have you heard of? Do you know what happened with Lion King? Do you know what he's uh, referring in, to? In in general, no, no, I don't. So, so what happened is in the in the eighties in Japan, there was a lot the King Lion named Kimba. Uh, Kimba the White Kimba Lion. Kimba the White is Lion. King Lion. And but he was. Um, and it's the story is uncle. I forget the uncle's name kills his dad. Like that whole, the exact same narrative. Uh, and then when Disney was promoting Lion King, when they were making it, they were like our first original story. That's completely our own. And it's like all these people in Japan are like, well, what the hell? Like we, we literally, this is our show. And they're like, sorry, what? Oh, what a strange coincidence. No, that's not yours. Um, and it was, and it's so sad because the, the creator of, uh, the, the Kimba the White Lion is such a massive Disney fan, and it was that he died, and then they greenlit Lion King. 
and it's just accepted. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even refer- referring to that specifically, just because like all their other stories are also stolen from you know something in public domain. I know, but this one's so much more uh, malicious. That's why. But this one, yeah, this one was even more on point. Yeah, that one is an even bigger theft. So. Yeah, they steal from themselves now. Um, yeah. Which is better. That, that's, <laughs> which is true. better, yeah. Like it's less from everybody. Grub. Now we steal from <laughs> ourselves. All right, what about you, Griffin? Had you seen Aladdin before I told you to watch it? No. Uh, what? <clears throat> wow. I watched Aladdin for the first time a few weeks ago in prep for this podcast. Uh, I've also only seen The Lion King maybe two or three times in my life. Uh, growing up, we just... Uh, my mom did not like us watching Disney movies. Uh, so we didn't. Uh, and so I've still never seen uh, a few other ones. I've never seen Mulan. Uh, I've never seen Pocahontas. Uh, that being said, I did grow up with the remake of Aladdin. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Just somehow Time Vortex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but so I, this was my first time seeing Aladdin. I had known like a lot of it from pop culture, obviously. I've, I've gleaned a lot of most of these movies. Uh, I, th- I, I can tell you, I could have told you the plot, I think, beforehand. Right. Uh, but this was my first time seeing it the whole way through. How'd you like it? And I'm curious, why wouldn't your mother let you watch Disney? Because normally that's the thing that, like, all that parents let kids watch because it's so safe. Yeah, I think it's it's mainly because her... And and I don't know how, how true this is because I haven't seen a lot of them. Uh, but, but she said it's always about, like, a, a female uh, who needs rescue from a man, which seems to be the case from, like, what I know of these movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mulan would be the exception yes. of, of the earlier Disney's. But yeah, normally the princess needs rescuing from a prince who shows up randomly in the third act. Yeah, yeah in the, that's the classic ones. But when you're going through the golden age of the 90s, I mean, they're all over the place for like, but, but right. they do I think, follow a formula for sure. I, and I think her, her opinions on Disney had been locked in before the golden age uh, hmm. happened. So I've I have missed so much. Like, so, it's such a huge like Aladdin, for instance, like I, I feel like it's something that so many of my peers hold like so dear and close to them and that I have absolutely no knowledge of. So yeah, I, I had seen Aladdin as a kid, just as, you know, it was one of those movies that got put on during, you know, child birthday parties. And I'm sure I saw it one or two other times, handful of times as a kid, hadn't seen it since. But I, yeah, I think it did a pretty good job of holding up myself. Like it still seemed like a pretty good kids movie as far as kids go. I'd probably still show it to a kid as is nowadays. <laughs> that just sounds like you're going, hey, if, kid, want to watch Aladdin? Hey, kid, come watch Aladdin. Yeah, I don't watch know. Aladdin. Come here. And uh, then it's like sewn into your jacket pocket. <laughs> grab some, get some DVDs. I'm like, I, so Griff, kid doesn't even know how to use DVDs at this point. They're so yeah. I have the polar opposite experience, Griffin, where my family we watched so much Disney. Like I had all the not only just Disney films, but all the sequels. Like all the V, I have all the VHS tapes at home. Oh, those like direct to video yeah, sequels, like, like Lion King Two and a Half or whatever they did, or like Lion King Two. Simba's they did two Pride. of them for Aladdin. Yeah, there's Return of Jafar and King of, uh, King of Thieves with John Rhys Davies playing his dad. Very fun. Uh, but I, but I'm saying is that I had all the sing along tapes, so you could just watch tapes, and it's just all the best songs from a variety of movies with the words at the bottom to learn them. Like it was like we were hit, like that was how my babysitter was Disney. Were were the songs like a big selling feature for you? Because I feel like if I was watching this as a kid, I would like that's where I would zone out is during the songs. Um, I I would like I have 
for me, like it became my love of show tunes and musicals was because of Disney, because I loved those songs and they were very bad, but they are like the, at that time, I'm pretty sure they were very directed towards kids. Like the music was like written for us, but, and so it was very, very visual and very whimsical. I'm not a musical person, but I don't normally mind Disney songs because they normally do drive plot and they're normally fairly short. Like they're not like, you know, a musical musical where they suddenly just sing for a bit and you're like, okay, the story stopped and then they'll do the story between the songs. Mm-hmm. Disney doesn't normally do that. Their songs normally do drive the plot. And then, so you don't feel like you zone out during them. You enjoy them, whether you like the music or whether you like the story that's happening while they sing. Uh, I did not find, so I like watching Pixar movies and stuff, which I I did do a little bit and have done a lot since. I do find those engaging and I love them and everything. And I know Aladdin's made for kids, but it it felt like work to get through. Really? It did not hold my attention long. Okay. It I I uh it the animation was good. The song craft was good, uh, but as a story, as a piece uh, as a narrative, I kept checking my phone and I kept opening up other tabs on my computer. It was a slog. Wow. All right, I guess it, I'll just see myself. A, it is out. a template story. That's what it is. <laughs> no, stay, Taylor. We need someone to be enthusiastic. And I leave. That's how I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I admit that it's fairly form formulaic. Like it's a kind of bare bones structure of a plot. Like yeah, boy wants to be with pretty girl, but he's too poor, so he tries to use magic to become rich. Maddox, this is perfect. And then learns that he had it. Inside himself all along through <laughs> I kept thinking he should just be himself. Uh, yeah. That whole I'm pretty time sure the genie tells him to do that a couple times. Well, this is, yourself, this is like what makes this perfect. I love it. Maddox, you're indifferent. Griffin hates it. I'm not indifferent. I, I'm, I'm vaguely be positive, but I'm not a huge fan. You're in the middle because this works perfect. I'm lukewarm. All right, but let's, let's dive in. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's dive in. All right. Uh, I'll try to do a quick synopsis just in case someone hasn't seen Aladdin uh, and they still are deciding to listen to this episode of the podcast. (laughs) It happens. Uh, So Jafar is trying to get a magic lamp that he knows has (laughs) a genie in it, but it's dangerous to get to. But it's dangerous. Can I just say, Jafar uh, is a guy who, at the beginning of the movie, he just loves stuff. Oh, yeah. That's his whole thing is he just likes to have stuff. Stuff and power. Stuff and power. That's true. I think he cares more of power than stuff, but he sees stuff as a way to get power. He seems more interested in the lamp than the riches. He's right? already got a talking <laughs> animal. <laughs> what do you need? Which is not, it's, it's not clarified whether he used his magic to get Iago to talk or if he just found a talking. We're I, getting sidetracked already. I'm doing the synopsis. Fair. Uh, Jafar needs the lamp. He wants the genie to become more powerful and so that he can be Sultan. But it's in like a cave that's <laughs> super dangerous to go into. So he keeps on finding random street people to try to get it for him. Uh, enter Aladdin, a random street person who is a lovable scamp who uh, Jafar recruits to try to get the lamp for him. Um, after I'm, I'm going all over the place, aren't I? Uh, he yeah. meets the princess who's also like pretending to be poor in the market and they like have a nice exchange uh, before Jafar decides to make Aladdin his next person to try to get the lamp. And so he goes into the cave. He almost gets the lamp fine and dandy, but his monkey touches a big jewel and that pisses off the cave. 
So he gets trapped there for a little bit until he meets the genie who was in the lamp. And they become close friends and gets three wishes. <laughs> gonna do that one of which thing. is just a, a freebie wish to get out of the cave. There's actually a lot of plot here. It actually is hard to try to summarize yeah, this neatly. Griffin, a lot of plot. A lot of work <laughs> went into this film. Yeah, well, yeah. now listening to Maddox do it, I love the film. <laughs> I'm just so engaged. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's out of his cave. He wants to get, uh, he wants to be with the princess, but he knows he won't. She won't be interested in him because he's poor. So he uh, pretends to, he uses one of his wishes to become a prince so he can try to win her over, but she's not impressed because, uh, you know, he seems like all the other rich princes that she didn't like in the first place. But they slowly grow together. Uh, Jafar realizes that Aladdin and the prince are the same guy and tries to get him killed and steal his lamp. Eventually, it works. Uh, and Jafar tries to take over. They have a final confrontation where everyone reveals all their secrets. And also Jafar does a whole bunch of magic and puns. And at the end of it, Aladdin tricks Jafar into becoming a genie so that he is imprisoned in his own lamp. And Aladdin uses his final wish to set the other genie free so that they can be friends. Do the moon thing. Uh, and then uh, he's in the moon and he made you look and he pulls down some credits. God, classic. Um, you forgot... Uh, at one point, Iago pretends to be a flamingo, and then a male flamingo comes up to Iago and is like, <laughs> and hits on him. It's great. Yeah, that crazy. is a uh, iconic <laughs> cool plot point. I couldn't edit that out of the summary. Oh. That's too important. So good. What a ride. So now that we've got the bare bones structure of this out of the way, yes, now we can talk about all the moments that stood out to you the best. What what are some of your favorite moments, Taylor? You seem to have the most enthusiasm. Um, okay, so I think we should hit this in talking points of magic, personally. Uh, because sure. this magic, which I was realizing today in my rewatch, is inconsistent. Uh, and, and it's just like, oh, it's magic, so we don't need to explain it. Um, the Cave of Wonders yeah. itself. Put it, it appears from two beetles half together. You put them together, it'll create the eyes, and it comes out. Uh, and it says uh, only the, someone who's worthy can enter, a diamond in the rough. Mm -hmm. um, what the hell is going <laughs> You So you can only enter, so you can only touch the lamp, but then why have all that stuff there if... Like, like obviously, right? Why have a second test if if only the first you test? You need to pass the first test to even get in. If you need to pass the first test to get in, it's like, well, cool. The lamp's right there, five feet in. Like, you don't need to go. Like, like I feel like you could let anyone in, and if they, obviously, if they like are greedy, they're like, oh shit! Oh, then they'll grab something immediately, and then they crushes them. But like the fact that like uh, Gazim at the beginning just walks in and immediately is crushed to death, like no question, right? Like he didn't have a chance to touch anything. It was just like, no, I hate this guy. He, he. So yeah, maybe like the cave gets a vibe off a guy, but it's not like a hundred percent sure. So like the first guy's like, no, nah, <laughs> if it's this... not a hundred percent sure, it still crushes you. <laughs> That's what I mean. No, it's but if like, it... it's not fair. If you're like below 50%, it's like, you're not even, you're not even within striking distance. You're not reaching. You know what? I'm just going to crush you. I'm not going to waste my time. If you're close to worthy, it's like, okay. Don't touch anything but the lamp, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how you do on this yeah, worthy, Like Aladdin, they does the same thing. It's like, yeah, well. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Aladdin was 100% worthy. He was like, he was like 80, 90. So he's I'm like, all right, we'll you. see. We'll see how you he do. Fed those so kids. is this. Sorry. Is the point of the cave to just like, if you are fully worthy, 
just to go in, look at a bunch of stuff and leave? Like, is that what it wants? No, you're supposed to grab just the lamp. Okay. That was the thing. So the reason that Cave turned on it was because his monkey grabbed a gem and pissed oh, off so the cave. You're allowed to touch the lamp in it. Yes, you're 100% okay. allowed to touch the lamp. You're not supposed to touch anything else. Okay, so why the... Yeah, who owns the other stuff? That's, that's <laughs> what I mean. This makes... I don't like... And the, so who built the cave? And was like, you know what? I'm going to make this extremely difficult. Like someone had to design this and the genie's been trapped inside it for 10,000 years. He was like, after 10,000 years, like it gives you ah, such a crick in the neck. And then he starts doing his bits. Who, whoever it was did also want the cave to be computer animated and really stand <laughs> out against the rest of the animation of the movie in a weird way. Yeah, that is th- possible. Maybe it was a computer scientist. We don't have a we don't have a time. They never mentioned the time this is set in. This could be set, you know, today, just in a very isolated community. <laughs> very isolated with some computer scientists. <laughs> That's the thing. Very isolated. The thing is, the cave is really poorly, but it's like. CG, it's 1992, and this has been b- being made for a couple of years, right? So this is early CGI, and it probably was really exciting at the time. Like, oh, this makes our lives really easy. Yeah, it's not pure CGI. It's computer-enhanced graphics. No, no, there's a, the, the escape, uh, when he's escaping on the carpet from the collapsing cave, um, yeah. is really like, oh, my God, my cat stepping on my headphones. All right. Sorry. You want to finish that sentence, then? What happened? Well, he walked, walked, Did a cat kill he a walked underneath me, but my the cord for my headphones is hanging down and he like slowly pulled it out and then dragged me. Oh yeah. That's a cat toy. That's how cats do. Uh, all right. So that's, I mean, cave wonders got issues. I just wanted to say, okay, here's, here's a plausible explanation for, again, it's the cave wonders is clearly made by magic, right? It's very magic cave. Maybe someone took two wishes from the genie went, Oh, this is too powerful. For my third wish, I'm going to make sure the next person who gets this is definitely worthy. I'm going to I'm going to safety lockbox this because I'm going to I made two really good wishes. I'm I'm set. My third wish is make sure whoever gets this next is worthy. So he makes the cave of wonders as a test <laughs> as his third wish. Yeah, but then the genie and it's there for ten thousand years. Just be like you know, you could just set me free and it won't be an issue. <laughs> that would work too. No. It's like, mm, I don't. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, like I, I, oh, like for prison. Yeah, I think you'd use your powers for really, really strong puns <laughs> and gimmicks and gags. I don't... Mm, if you don't if you set the genie free, is he allowed to just give you as many wishes as no, he, he wants No, he no longer can. Point? He's reduced in power. You find this out in Return of Jafar. Like, he's barely... Like, he can do, like, whimsical magic and shape-shifting and silly things. But he doesn't have real power. It's more like... Oh, he's just a guy at that. Yeah, point. and he, but he, but, but he's he still a blue guy, like, and can still like transform and do all the silly things that he could do. But, but he can't like. He's still a shape shifting being of smoke, but, but he he's doesn't, not he a, a reality shifting genie cosmic entity. Correct. That's still pretty good, yeah. I guess to have as a friend, yeah, it's not as good, but. Yeah, he, so I guess that means some of his power isn't really his power. It's power he's getting from something. Yeah, it's a genie. Some other source. He's channeling it, I guess, from something. You're just born like that. It's unclear. I mean, okay, so genies are based on jinn, which are a thing in mythology. They they have a precedent, but yeah, this is going pretty far from that. Like, they're normally they're supposed to be sort of half angel, half human beings of smoke and fire. 
And they do sometimes grant wishes, but it's not normally like I'm bound to grant wishes. It's normally like you can convince them to grant wishes if you trick them or if they want to. It would be more like a monkey's file situation where like you get the wish, but like, you know, your parents die. Like, but you make you get the the millions or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, No, they're not normally like that. They're they're normally like they're not necessarily evil or good. They're normally just like very powerful beings. So they might be like, "Hey, you, you know, stepped on, stepped on my brother because he was shape shifted to a bug. (laughs) Now I'm going to kill you." Okay, that's on the brother. (laughs) Yeah, I would say, but like this is a. This is an actual djinn uh, myth was a guy threw a pit from a fruit he was eating. And since the two djinn were shapeshift small, he killed one of them. And the other one said, like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but but he able he was able to convince the djinn to give him like a couple years to get his affairs in order. <laughs> so, the guy, so the guy goes away and comes back. Uh, and I think three people hear about this story and they come with him and they go like, hey, if we tell you some really good stories will you let this guy live? And he's like, yeah, if they're all, all three of them are real good stories, I'll give this guy his life back. And I guess they told three really good stories. So that guy got oh, to live. So the gins are like, anti-littering. They're not, on, they're not on these like strict rules. Like they are in Aladdin. They're more of just like arbitrary, powerful beings that might do good, might do evil based on their own. Can I tell you, you know what would suck to get your affairs in order, say all your goodbyes, you know, like do your will, sell your house. And be like, I'm ready to die. And be like, no, you're ghoul. Go back to like, like. I think that's still better than death. I, like, would, I know. No, I, would I know still you're feel saying. good about that. Situation. I feel good, but I'm like, okay, come on. If you weren't that serious about it, let's not make this deal in the first place. <laughs> I would probably get a new life rather You'd than my old to. life because you've settled. Your like from, yeah, from social awkwardness. It's basically like a, a more extreme version of when you say goodbye to someone and then you realize they're heading in the same direction <laughs> as you and you decide to go in another direction. But like with your whole life, you're just like, oh, I said all my goodbyes. Everyone thinks I'm dead. You know what? I'm just not going to go back to my hometown. I'm just going to keep walking straight and see what happens from there. I think, no, I think it would teach everyone in your life to appreciate you more and then they should, <laughs> they should be nicer to you moving forward. Right, but you remember, you said you were dying because a djinn was going to kill you, which was already like kind of a hard sell. So when you come back and say, no, three guys told me a good story um, and the djinn decided to let me live, they're like, okay, so you were just faking this whole time for attention? Wait, so but they bought it when I first told them that a djinn was going to kill me. Yeah, but then when you say three guys told a story to the djinn, now he won't kill you, that's that's a bridge too far. And they're, they're just going to think you were doing it for attention. That's fair, yeah. I, I think so. Okay, what about you, Griffin? I know you you didn't uh, love all of this story, but what were some of the things that stood out for you? Uh, I what think, are some moments you did like? Oh, moments I did like. I think I don't necessarily know if I find Robin Williams funny, but he's he's very energetic. He's like it's a contagious energy. Uh, he's which makes I don't know it it rubs off on you. I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed his performance, which also doesn't it not come in till like a lot later than I expected. Don't we all find that he's not there? He's not there until uh, like forty-five minutes in. Into like, yeah. Which is it really yeah. that late? Because it's only about an hour-long film. No, it's an hour and a half. Okay, felt pretty felt sure. felt like it was a, a pretty short. Like it was a very tight tight runtime. Yeah, I think it was like maybe like a thirty-five minute mark, something like that. Okay, 
sounds about right. But it's I going in, I assumed he was the star, and I guess he still feels like the star once he. Well, comes it's not in. called the genie though; it's called Aladdin. Yeah, but I don't care one bit about Aladdin. <laughs> I mean, do you guys know what like how that the thing is? He's barely in the film, and he took a big pay cut, and he was like, "Don't use my name." Like bigger than the others, like when you're doing the title cards for the the posters and stuff. Oh, Robin, Robin Williams is like, yeah, Robin Williams didn't. Also, he very specifically didn't want to be in in promotional material, and he got mad at them for using his voice clips in commercials. And, like, so that's like, why he wasn't in body. Return of Jafar. Yeah. And it's Dan Castanella, right, who plays Genie? I forget who it is, but oh, I, I know specifically no. he's he's not in the second one because he was very mad at Disney at the time, and they had to like personally apologized to him and do a bunch of stuff and then he because came back for the third. he came back for the third yeah wait robin williams comes back for aladdin yeah. 3 yes wow because i you, you can get robin williams to do smaller projects he just yeah it's got aladdin 3 may have been direct to video but it still had a very big publicity push i remember it being a thing like oh yeah i got my happy meals with the king of thieves in them yeah no it was good I think I think I remember it being my favorite of the Aladdins, but I haven't seen it since, so maybe older me would judge it more harshly. But I remember liking it a lot of the time. Same. All right, let's maybe walk through this wish by wish then. Oh, so okay. I got I got I wrote down both of all three of Aladdin's wishes and all three of Jafar's wishes because each of them make three wishes during this film. So let's start with Aladdin. His first wish is to become a prince. When he could have just wished for that not to be a law. Could have, could have just done that so that it wasn't a law that he had that she had to marry a prince. Yep, that could also have been it. I think he thought that he still didn't stack up because he was still like a poor street Ooh, rat and he couldn't point. impress her. How do they how do they verify that? When you ride into town, maybe you're rich and you've got like an elephant or whatever, but you ride into town and you say, Yeah, I'm a prince now. Like what's what changed about him? Did you not see the parade? He seems to have had a posse that came into existence. Yeah, there is a parade that announces him as a prince. And it's filled with hundreds of people validating (laughs) the decision. But if you ask what country he's from. Yeah. Who are your parents? They do never say what country he's the prince of. It's not a thing. But I, I like to think because this was the genie wishing he wished to a genie to shape the universe so that he was a prince. So I believe that there did come into existence a country <laughs> with citizens, <laughs> with its own political structure, with imports and exports. All that came into existence. It's just not addressed in this film at all. But I like He's to just, imagine he, there's like now this country and for a couple weeks they're just in chaos because their prince has disappeared. And also I feel like they would be kind <laughs> of like weeks. husks of people, like just walking around being like, oh, I'm going to the market. Like they're all N- they're all like NPCs <laughs> in a video game, just waiting for the main character, like to interact with them. But they're just stuck on their own. Yeah, because the genie knew they needed to exist for him to be a prince, but he also didn't want to spend time crafting, you know, well fleshed out humans for like the thousands and thousands of people who had to exist to fill this country. So yeah, they're like half formed <laughs> humans that populate this country that he never comes back to. He doesn't unwish himself a prince at any point. So I think that country continues to exist <laughs> out there somewhere. I just, I guess eventually they realize, I guess our prince isn't coming back and they maybe become a democratic state. And they go and to they war elect with, a leader. with Agrabah. That would be insane. Maybe. <laughs> I want to see that movie where like, yeah, prince, the Prince Ali country goes to war the with revenge. Agrabah. The revenge. 
they're really mad that their prince abandoned them. And he's like, what? You exist? <laughs> I didn't I didn't put context together. And the genie's like, oh, yeah, I guess I maybe should have mentioned all those innocent people I created on your whim. <laughs> Just thousands and thousands of children. <sighs> so that's 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 my extra thoughts on becoming a prince. My other thought is, again, it does seem like a roundabout way to go about getting what he wants, or at least he could have. I know he can't wish for her to be in yeah, love with the, him. We should go. There's three things that GD can't do. It's wish for right. someone to fall in love with you, kill somebody, right. or bring somebody back from the uh, the dead. Those are the three yes. no-nos. Which he seems to make it sound like he just doesn't want to do them. I feel like he could do it for sure. Killing someone I get, bringing someone back from the dead maybe, but he just doesn't want to make someone fall in love. Killing someone should be easy enough to get around with the powers you have, right? Like, Yeah, like lock someone up for all eternity in a boat or yeah. whatever. Yeah, or just like, okay, I'll wish for a very powerful weapon. Like he made Jafar the most powerful sorcerer in the world. Skipping ahead a little bit. But like then he can kill someone. So like it, he can give you the means to kill someone. You just have to pull yeah, the trigger. Yeah, you just can't pull the trigger. So he can be like, hey, put me an inch away from a guy <laughs> holding a knife to his throat. <laughs> and then he just go, point. Uh, <laughs> or like, hey, why don't you give me a really large anvil and place it 1,000 uh, feet above this guy's head? He'll do that. It's just he just won't do the actual killing itself. So I think Seems you can true. get around that one. I feel like Genie probably knows your intentions. He can probably <laughs> he, he can probably like see what you're thinking though. And so maybe if like your means is like, yeah, I'm doing this specifically to kill someone right now, maybe he can say no. Maybe. He's supposed to be enslaved to you, but yeah, again, it's it's a little unclear whether they are actually things he can't do because of the magic that is the source of his power. Or just things, he says it like they're just things he finds icky and doesn't want to do. And he chooses to live in the lamp. These are all his own rules. Uh, <laughs> they're just house rules. Just, <laughs> when he does say, like, uh, and I can't bring people back from the dead, he's like, it's not a very, like, I forget what he says, uh, but he's like, it's not a pretty picture. And he's, like, explaining it. I yeah. feel like he's done it before. It was like, oh, I can't bring yeah. them back. <laughs> and they're, like, alive. Like, they're just, like, a zombie is what he's implying. So, so maybe the love and kill ones are like actual magic rules and the zombie one is just like, please don't make <laughs> yeah. me do that again. It went poorly. Oh, God. All right. And Aladdin's second wish is the one I can get on board with him asking for the easiest. He wished to not drown. But oh, he didn't yeah. wish it. You could have, he could have debated. He this. didn't actually wish it himself. He just, uh, I think the genie shook his head. Yes. When he's like, Hey, do you want me to wish you not to drown? Because he had already passed. And the genie shook his head for him. Wait, isn't there one the genie gives him for free at some point? Yes. So when they're trapped in the cave, Aladdin tricks him on this first wish because he says, like, I bet you couldn't even wish me get me out of this cave. You're probably not that powerful. And then he gets you out of the cave. He's like, ah, hey, wish down. He's like, I didn't wish for that. You just After did it of your own. Uh, his, uh, what's it called? Robert De Niro impression. <laughs> right. Which clarifies that the genie does have all these powers and doesn't need someone to say, I wish, to do them. Right. But he does have to do anything that someone says, I wish for, if he's enslaved to them, which is why he ends up having to do the things he doesn't want to do when Jafar has control of the genie. Right. As long as the genie wants to do something and you don't say, I wish, (laughs) if you get on the genie's side and keep him enslaved... If you can but like give him freedom, like, like yeah, tricks with his masculinity. Like I, I don't <laughs> think you could do this. There's no way. 
Just all, yeah. all you have to do is promise that you're going to set him free, and then he's going to be your buddy the whole time. And then you get to the final issue, like, just kidding. It's actually this. I, but I wonder if there's a way that you can give the genie what he wants without, like, setting him rules free so that he loses his power. Like, say, like, hey, I'm not, like, setting you free because of rules reasons, but, like, do what you want. Because you clearly can, I'm, I'm as your master saying, do what you want as long as you still keep your ma- cosmic powers. And then, okay, like, I'll give you, like, freedom rent, like, <laughs> one, like you know, once a month, do something cool for me. Uh, but, right. like, I, spend the rest of the month exploring the universe with your cosmic massive powers. I guess, again, though, that's like, yeah, what is he choosing to do? And, like, what is God making him do? Like, is he, how beholden to hanging around you is he i feel like it's that that's the thing though at the end of the day it's like i'm wishing even if i wish didn't wish for your freedom but gave you freedom it's still not freedom it's still not freedom it's still he's still at the end of the day knows he answers to you like he's not his own i get it like i get that idea of like no it's true i do get the idea it seems like if if you got on a good enough terms that he actually trusted you then that would be a better arrangement because he you mentioned if he's free, he doesn't get all his powers. So you feel like if he trusted you enough, that would work as a workaround, like two wishes. And then, you know, we're, we're just in a open relationship of wish them. <laughs> well, I think he's immortal either way. Like he must be. Yeah. He's definitely immortal. 10,000 years. Oh, imagine you like j- you're saving your wishes and then he just dies. <laughs> he just gets really, he just gets really <laughs> sick. Like, Hey, no, I'm just not feeling that great. But like, yeah, tonight, like we'll hang out. Now he just doesn't, Show up for dinner. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Got to look after your genie. I guess I don't Wear know what they mask. need. I don't know what they need for medicine. Wear your mask. <laughs> <laughs> My second wish is for like a, a genie, uh, like book that tells me like how to keep them healthy and happy. <laughs> Proper owner's manual for a genie. Oh, and if you haven't freed him at that point, I guess you'd have to bury him in the lamp. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad. And that'll be even. That'll be really weird for the next person who finds that lamp. <laughs> they they rub it and a corpse just appears. Oh. Just, they're like so excited. I'm gonna get three wishes. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a genie, and then just a genie corpse falls out. Oh god, this is the darkest like, Aladdin oh, podcast. I think. <laughs> I don't think gene. I don't think Disney will do that one. I think that'll have to be some someone's independent project. All right, and the last of uh, Aladdin's wishes is he does finally, in the end, use his last wish to free the genie. Even though he wants to be a prince again, he doesn't do it because they just go, wait, I can rewrite the laws. I'm the sultan. So he becomes able to marry Jasmine without becoming a prince, and the genie gets free to explore the world. Hooray. Let's look over Jafar's wishes, who uses them a little less uh, positively. His first wish is to be the Sultan. Which is similar to become a prince. Yeah, I guess it's a pretty good foil. They both wish to become royalty of some it's sort. About, uh, well, I, for Jafar, it's always about power. Like, his wish is, like, progressively more powerful. More power. It's greed, right? Yeah. He, he is very power-focused. He doesn't like that he's been forced to do what the Sultan says. Also, if you had like a, a, a royal advisor who speaks like that and has a giant snake cane, like there's so many signs that point towards that this guy is not good. Like he literally is just like, of course. Uh. <laughs> like, he's just this worst, the terrible, like 
influence. It could just be a regional accent, though, that he's used to running into occasionally people. Like there's that there's a, the place that Jafar was raised. Everyone just speaks in really long <laughs> sentences. Yeah, imagine he was just a super nice guy, but he looked and <laughs> talked like that. It's not inconceivable. We put our own preconceptions on Jafar, but like, yeah, maybe back home there's like, you know, every bookkeeper, every uh, house cleaner, every, you know, every, every person on the street just talks like Jafar, walks like Jafar. door for you. (laughs) You're like, Jesus. (laughs) You'd be tempted not to go through that door if you're visiting, but if you're a local, you go, of course. (laughs) It's just, it's a very inefficient way to speak. You know, they don't get through a lot of conversations because they take. I so hope long you don't mind vowels. cake for your birthday. <laughs> it really would be, you'd, you'd feel like everyone's about to start cackling as soon as you <laughs> turn around. But yeah, you are right. He, he becomes Sultan first. His second one is to become uh, the most powerful sorcerer in the world, which I think logically means that. There is a sorcerer just slightly less powerful than Jafar pre-existing before he makes that wish. Oh, yeah. It would, they would have to be. Which is terrifying. Because otherwise, how does it pick how powerful he becomes, yeah. right? Or G- Genie just decides to, like, make him by far the most powerful. <laughs> but, like, why would he do? I, why would he make that choice? Because right. he doesn't. He's be someone who's, as like, just slightly less powerful. Because the Genie wouldn't want to give him more power, uh, especially when he's fighting yeah. with Aladdin. Which means like sorcerers are definitely a thing in the world of Aladdin, because otherwise he wouldn't have made that dumb of a wish where he's like, isn't it like common knowledge that in the universe Jafar is a sorcerer? Like people are like, oh yeah, watch out for Jafar. He's a sorcerer. No, he he's a vizier and advisor, but he also clearly does have a like a tower full of sorcery. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they know that he has I mean, sorcerer powers. Sorcery in the world. I mean, every animal in this movie speaks or speaks their own language that they can, but they all understand English. Like (laughs) they seem to understand. Like a boo full on understands everything Aladdin says. Uh, Raja understands everything Jasmine says. Like Iago Mm. flat out is a speaking animal. Yeah. And I wonder if Jafar did that. He must have. Right. Cause that seems conceivable. If he is a sorcerer already, he may have given Iago the ability to talk, and that's why Iago is so loyal to him. Well, do, maybe they're just friends. Do they like each other? Not really. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they seem to have a working relationship. I don't know if they're, I mean, they're both evil, so well, I don't know the if they're is, like. Iago is like greedy friends. and selfish, but eventually joins the Aladdin crew. In the animated series that was for television, <laughs> it's like the crew is the genie, Aladdin, uh, Jasmine, Abu, and Iago. Yeah, I I feel like they just put Iago in because he was popular from the film, though. Because like it doesn't Griffin, make as did much you sense. Like Iago? That, like... Gilbert Gottfried. I I think my personal hell would be having to have Gilbert Godfrey on my shoulder every day, <laughs> yelling into my ear. That's that's Jafar's life is terrible, and yet self imposed, right? <laughs> it must be because he he could also ha- he has enough sorcerer powers. He probably could have overthrown the sultan in just a normal coup right yeah like, I, like yeah. even without I mean, the he genie was already powers, controlling him with his his magic staff yeah and all the guards were listening to jafar not really the sultan Man, right maybe he just had to make it like seem... they seem to respond to him directly yeah like if he just spent some time there he could like little finger his way into power i think he could have easily done that yeah and yeah he well, seemed like he to was. just See, he was already there he just res- needed to make that transition and i wanted to make a i guess a legal one he wanted the legal title for whatever reason. 
which I mean, that seems like an arbitrary small thing to me to, to again, use genie magic to go like, all right, let's make this official. Let's, let's get the paperwork <laughs> signed. Let's get genie, uh, notarize these paperwork for me. Like get a notary. Don't get a genie. I don't know. He was basically there, but I'm assuming there's enough people in Agrabah that would be like, that's wrong. But he has to convince everybody mm. all of his power is put in place. Yeah, no, you'd think that if you wish to be Sultan, all people's opinions would go along with it. Like that implies to me that you're asking, you're wishing to be the rightful Sultan, which would, I don't know, you'd think that would come with people knowing that. Maybe I'm just too stuck in the modern era where I'm like, well, yeah, but if you're a bad Sultan, the people will still revolt. They can still do that if they want. You'll get voted the hell out of there. <laughs> Not voted out, but you know. There's lots of uh, violent uprisings that still happened back then. <laughs> Maybe not something you'd see in the G- Disney film, but uh, it could happen. Wish number two is to be powerful sorcerer after that. Yes. And then third one is to be a genie because Aladdin right. provokes him in like, you're still not as powerful as the genie. You're just getting him to do all your powerful stuff for you. Why don't you just wish to be a genie and have all that power for yourself? Jafar forgetting the whole like, Dude's literally got shackles on his on his wrists. Why does Iago get sucked into the lamp? He grabs him. He's being like he's being tornadoed oh, in, and then he just grabs the tail of Iago and pulls him down. And they're going to be stuck in there for a while. That sucks for Iago. That would be yeah. hard to forgive. Because yeah, he doesn't need to do that for sure. It's not help. Like Iago's not a good handhold to stop yourself getting sucked into a lamp. He's not a sturdy. No. He is a light airborne object. <laughs> if anything, he's going to float you just aerodynamically faster into this lamp. Faster, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say I loved. I remember, and I still love this scene. Is when 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 Aladdin is convincing Jafar that like, oh, you're not as powerful as the genie. When it cuts to the genie, and the genie's just like, why are you doing this? It's quite. Why are you bringing me into this? Please don't do that. Why are you doing? It? And he's just so scared. <laughs> I always thought it was like, still legitimately very funny. Like, please stop. Like, I don't. I don't. He doesn't get. Me. I'm already. Hey, I'm already embarrassed yeah. to be here. Don't. Uh, don't draw attention to me. I'm just. I'm just trying to do my nine to five. Get through these wishes and get over with this. All right. Uh, final thoughts. Then I'll say. Um, you know what? I don't want to ask about wishes because I feel like we've talked about wishes with lots of guests. How would you live your life as a genie? What. <laughs> What a question. Let's throw it around. Tell me tell me about how you would be as a genie. Let, sell yourself as a genie to me. And we're not assuming just I have to live in lamp. Uh, I'll say, like, you know, see if you can find... A, you're still confined to some sort of artifact, I'd say. Okay. But maybe you can put your own spin on it. Uh, this is a little off, but we, we had Kazam uh, as a movie we reviewed a while back, and he, he switched his lamp out for a boombox. So maybe you could find your own thematic uh, artifact to live inside of. What color smoke would you be? (laughs) (laughs) And like, how would you interact with uh, people trying to get wishes out of you? Would you try to appease them? Would you try to turn them? How would you genie? It's a great question. Um, I would try and I would play it like I was stupid. (laughs) <laughs> so I would I would bungle their wishes as best I could. I would not maybe monkeys paw them or whatever, but I'd try and make it seem like I was doing it out of incompetence and I was still like friendly and stuff uh, in order to in order to be released. I think that's the goal for me. So I love that play. I yeah. would want people to think, oh, the wishes aren't that good, so I'm not gonna like 
it's not a huge waste to free him for one of them. Uh, but also I'd need them to still think I was friendly and worth it. So I think that's the best route. Uh, in terms of what color smoke I'd be, <laughs> uh, I'd probably be... Uh, I'd li- I think blue seems magic. I, maybe that's only because Genie himself is blue. But that does seem like a very magical color to me to be floating through the air as. It would be like okay. a metallic blue. <laughs> okay, so not quite the same shade. You got a little bit more chrome in you, I guess. Oh, yeah. Let me re re-answer this question. Okay, what color smoke would I be? Chrome. I'd be pure <laughs> chrome smoke, and I would be fast as hell. <laughs> and then just play dumb. The dumb chrome genie. <laughs> the dumb, fast chrome genie. That's me. I okay. So yeah, and I say, I say, your lamp is a hubcap. <laughs> So someone's shining up the hubcap on their car. Absolutely. You, you come out of smoke. That's that's a fun genie. I, I would enjoy that. Taylor, what about you? Tell me about your genie. I feel like I would be, I'm going to come out and be like, so you have two wishes. And then they'll do those two wishes. And then I'll be like, and now say, I wish for you to be free. <laughs> and they and they go, sorry, like, oh, just say it. Just say it. It's how I, it's how I move along next. And then use that move. It's going to work eventually. Right. Someone's going to be stupid enough to accidentally set me free. You're just going to have to work off the idea that like no one knows that it's normally three. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to try to pull that one up. Or I mean like, or if I was not allowed to, because like it's cheating the, the, the rules of, uh, of genium, geniedom. Um, I, I guess I would do like a, I would probably just play it by ear. Like, Oh, this guy seems legit or this girl seems great. Like, like maybe I'll help them if they seem like, ambitious in an evil way like kind of screw with them i feel like that'd be the good way to go okay yeah you can decide on on the end whether you want to give them something nice or just try to trick them into freedom correct what color smoke you be midnight mauve (laughs) (laughs) what is a what is a midnight mauve can i i'm gonna google that quick no i give it a shot it's like a (laughs) mauve is like a purple right or or is it who knows deep blue It's a lot of pictures of one specific girl. She looks like she's from a video game. <laughs> really? So there's a girl named Midnight Mauve. I would, ah, yeah. It's got to be an anime that's, style game, right? That strikes me. Like, I've been using that joke, Midnight Mauve is my favorite color, since I was a kid. Because you, you know that game in the pool where you say colors and then you try to make it to the other side if someone says your color? Oh, Anyone yes. Ever play that in the pool? I used to always, yeah, pick, Mid- I used to always pick Midnight Mauve. Because I thought it was really, it was such a cheating way to play. I'm like, oh, that was my favorite color. You guys. No one called um, it, so you never had to cross, I guess. But apparently it is now turned into a character. Fun. Um, can I pick my object as well? Yes. A roller coaster. You'd be the, you'd the, live the in entire the entire roller coaster. Are you the track or the car? I'm a car on a roller coaster. Okay. But a famous one, so I'm not going to get like, you know, scrapped. Like you're the fr- you're the front car of a of a well known roller coaster. Sounds great. So I think you, you'd occasionally get rubbed while someone's like screaming, and then like they they finish the roller coaster, and they're just like trying to like steady themselves, and they accidentally rub it. No, I feel like that's not way where you have to kiss it. You, <laughs> yeah. you have to you have to kiss the roller coaster. Car. Like no one's gonna do that, and you give it like a it's a good kiss. So like, you're. Said, I'm like yeah, all right, I'm up. Like you want to spend on? most of your time just riding the roller coaster because you're basically in a roller coaster then. Well, because I don't, what am I going to do with this time? I'm stuck inside. I might as well be a hubcap. It, again, yeah. So you've been spinning around on a car, going, getting around town. 
I think we have picked the the idea that we should pick something that is mobile. We so, yeah, because otherwise I feel like boredom is exactly. Well, I'd want something like if if I did get to choose and it wasn't in theme with the Chrome Genie, uh, I'd pick something like. Couldn't you just pick something big? You could live in like a. a, a I'm thinking houseboat. I was thinking Good. yacht first. The first thing I thought was a billion dollar yacht, but then I was like, what if it sinks? Hmm. And then that's where I am. Yeah, but presumably you don't drown. So then, what's so bad about being underwater? Because it would be like super far underwater, be like no light, silence, terrifying. Okay, I think I figured out how I'm gonna genie. My object is a spooky old house. My color is white, and how I genie is I make everyone think I'm a ghost because <laughs> I'm in a spooky old house and I'm a white genie, uh, and then I can either like. Oh, I hope he doesn't spook me. And I go, that counts as a wish. And then I can skip people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so most people end up accidentally wishing for me to do scary things to them. And I just get to be a spooky genie. Yeah, but I and then, don't hurt me. And then sometimes, like, eventually they'll, like, wish to be free of the house. And I'll go, like, why don't you also wish that I'm free or something like that? Oh, and that's a good point. I get out of that. Try to say on to you. Yeah. I'm worried about the longevity of spooky old houses because they get knocked down, I would say, after a certain amount of time. If not, they collapse. Well, OK, but if they do, then like they keep the foundation maybe and I, I'm in the next house and well, just cycle sure through like, for a couple of years. Be a historical landmark house. Yeah, That's like a historical like, landmark. Something they're like not going to just... Like Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. I'd get a lot of visitors in there. And you know what? Eventually they'll send like an exorcist and he'll try to cast me out. And that's wishing for freedom for sure, right? Oh yeah, that definitely counts as being wishing to be okay. some of them wishing me free. So, can my vessel be another human's body? <laughs> <laughs> um, just keep in mind that you'd be sticking on that skeleton after they're gone. Okay, so I'd but, have like I'd have like eighty years to get myself exercised. Yeah, and then but if it doesn't happen, hands. you have to wait for someone to like start rubbing on that skull like it's Yorick. Oh, it won't take long. I tell you that much. <laughs> what? No, it does not take long. How many skulls are you rubbing, Taylor? Uh, Hamlet, okay. man. Yeah, don't judge. Okay, fine. This isn't supposed to be a place of judgment. Okay. Just saying, you, you, there's hope. There's some people out there like bones. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're in the, yeah, the catacombs of Paris, and maybe mm-hmm. someone's just okay. walking along carefree, rubbing their hand along rubbing the skulls like it's a fence. <laughs> Yeah, that counts. That would count as a rub. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> I was just thinking someone like having like a whimsical walk. They're just whistling through the catacombs. <laughs> the catacombs, rubbing your hand. Ah, morning, Mrs. Peters. Ah, yeah, they think you're a ghost. You got you got to pick white for your smoke as well for that one. I I think this has been a fun exercise. I'd never thought of doing yes. that before, but I think we should all pick our own genies. I'd love to hear from the audience. Uh, what's your genie? Tell us your smoke, your object, and how you'd roll. <laughs> and I'm going to thank, uh, thanks, Taylor Davis and Griffin hey, Toplitsky. Thank you. Kill to on the Sonar Network. And joining us. And uh, yeah, Sonar Network and plug. I mean, I'm going to put those in the post roll. So Stay really tuned to... for a, an ad for Killed to Death on the Sonar Network. There we go. Can I do a plug? No, I'm going I'm, I'm to put it in the post roll. So if you just but wait a couple he's seconds. already done plug. I want to do a plug. Okay, Taylor, what do you want to plug? All right, Sonar Network. Uh, what's the name of it, Griffin? Kill to Death. Kill to Death, Sonar Network. Check it out. Thank you.
I'm going to revoke my thank you for having you on the show. But audience, thank you for listening. And we'll have another movie review soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, that's what we came up with. But we want to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts. You can find us on Twitter at BreakAWishPod. Email BreakAWishPod at gmail.com. Join the Breakawish discussion group on Facebook. And you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or buying a t-shirt on TeePublic. All this information at breakawish.ca. For more Griffin Toplitsky, check out Killed to Death, his comedic murder podcast, on the Sonar Network. For more Taylor Davis, he told me to also recommend Killed to Death, even though he's never even guested on it. <sighs> this is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production. Hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. So, what would you wish for? to mention i have imdb up and i just found out that there was someone in the movie called bruce gooch <laughs> what who's play who's bruce gooch additional voices oh that's the name of the actor i was like is that the character <laughs> i was like who is bruce gooch it was clearly one never the, said one of the guys the genie made up oh those poor those poor people oh i'll put that in the post roll as like an ending credit bonus <laughs> <laughs> yes that's great <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hey, Griffin here, and we want to tell you about our show. It's called Killed to Death, and every week we solve... A made-up... Murder. It's all improv, with a ton of great comedy guests, like Sean Cullen, Mark Little, Sarah Hennessy, Becky Johnson, Chris Locke, a polite no from one of the members of legendary Canadian comedy group Kids in the Hall. Sometimes you can hear the guys who live above us talking through the ceiling. Nicole Passmore, and many more. Check it out on the Sonar Network, where you can find this show, or search Killed to Death wherever you get your podcasts. Killed to Death. It's usually less than an hour. We're going, We're going back, back to back. back. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas, and um, who who in in the hell are you, sir? Uh, your producer, Matt Duncan. Uh, we are uh, a, a you know a fan podcast. We talk yeah. about Raptors, NBA. But we're pretty freaking insightful, TBH. Huge. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even if I don't have access to the bowels of the ACC, yeah. I still got a version of the scoop, okay? Yeah. A seasoned seat holder's That's right. uh, bird's eye. If people want to listen to this podcast, where, where, where are they going to find us? Oh, you can rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Listen, anywhere you get your podcasts, or you can listen at thesonarnetwork.com.